2: To the Overnight Drive Podcast, Volume Three. Uh, we may, yeah. as a disclaimer, let us just say that you may experience some irregularities in the sound quality.
3: Yeah, uh, this we we had uh, we we were dicked by God this week. Yeah, for uh, any any a more gentle way to put it. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> well, we we tried to record. We recorded. Uh, a magnum opus. Uh, it, was all, it clocked in at almost an hour and a half, which was great. The problem was my equipment. See, we're, uh, whereas I, I, a, I sound very stupid, we actually have fairly nice recording equipment to use on our computers and uh, for some reason my microphone didn't work, so it sounds like I'm underwater or I'm, you know, transmitting from uh, Uzbekistan or something.
3: What's actually interesting, I thought about it when I was listening today, is uh, this is actually just what the world would sound like if somebody lived in your crotch. Because that's <laughs> essentially what was happening. It was the laptop mic that was just right next to your dick, and that's just how you sound from there. Picture,
2: I mean, for, yeah, for the women in the audience, picture in your mind's eye uh, what it would sound like to be down there. and uh, um, yeah. Maybe
3: with a blanket over your head. <laughs> No, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing anything. <laughs>
2: Look, the fucking Seahawks just beat the Niners, so anything <laughs> that we say cannot be as good as that. Sorry.
3: Bathe in it. But bathe um, in it, dude. We'll be. Uh, we're gonna have uh, episode four. Coming out pretty much on this thing's heels. Uh, hopefully, no. Uh, we we had a big breakthrough after all the garbage, all the bad computer stuff. And we had some bad computer stuff, yeah. and then you got sick. It was, it was rough. We had a, a serious breakthrough with uh, with our sound today. I think we're ready to, to move yeah. it to the next level after this.
2: We attempted to record a, an entire podcast again this morning. Unfortunately, I that didn't work. I went to a uh, hardcore covers show last night. And I got drunk on six cans of beer, <laughs> and uh, talked to some people who probably will never talk to me again. Played, I'm one played of them. nude photo hunt on one on a, a computer gambling machine.
3: That's always your jam there though. It really You're is. You're the only human being I've ever seen use that machine.
2: Yeah, I kept pressing. I worked
3: on. at that bar for ten years, the only person I've ever seen touch that thing.
2: Well you can pick between hunks and babes and I kept picking hunks and everybody as punk as you are, as fucking in the cos and that fucking cosplay scene as you are. Everyone was getting real uptight because people like I was getting to the point. I was getting far enough along in the game. That you could see cocks, it's not cool. Ever, yeah, oh, it's not cool, dude. You know, oh, I was getting like a real heavy vibe, even though you know you haven't you, you rolled around a cat piss before you came to the show. <laughs> but I'm the offensive one because I'm playing nude photo hunt. You know, I like, fuck off. Um, and then I came ah. home and I woke up feeling okay, and then I immediately got this like fucking like I, I'm touring with the Eagles style fucking hangover, and uh, it was the worst. <laughs> right in the middle we, of the podcast we I was started to, to talk
3: about hangovers and suddenly you were like oh i actually have that <laughs> well i, that I tried to recreate
2: about. what you'll hear in a few moments is uh, the the suny girl story which i tried to recreate and <laughs> uh i couldn't do it because it's so such a mind-bending fucking compendium of bad stories that i need to be on my best if i'm able to relay them properly to the audience
3: all right. Well, sit back, uh, enjoy this. Maybe uh, a, a little subpar uh, audio quality version of uh, Overnight Drive. I'm gonna let my like intense, like slick hair, fucking Gordon Gecko style producer thing. I'm gonna let it go. Yeah. And I'm just gonna. Uh, we're just gonna let some uh, subpar audio out into the world. Every, every fucking one else does it. Why? And let's just let's just do it too. Everyone else's podcast to me sounds like that on principle. So. Let's just go as, for it.
2: As Tupac Shakur once said, "Don't quarrel, no. Just let the barrel blow."
3: That's exactly it. That's right. that's, that's that's how I'm going to do things from now on. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, enjoy. We'll be back, sounding like our normal selves. Uh, I guess later this week, or uh, we'll say later this week for uh, for people who are being real completists. Yes. And <clears throat> um, yeah, tell your weird friend.
2: Merry Christmas. Another
1: yet yeah, another uh, overnight drive podcast coming to you. Here we you are. I, I was in the shower and I thought of a perfect location. Uh, oh, a parking lot in Romeo, Michigan.
3: Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, Romeo, are. Michigan. <laughs> Remember that last time, time when we stayed in Romeo, time, Michigan?
1: With it all comes back to Little Caesars because that's where we huddled, yeah. we huddled to stay warm.
3: Well, I'm stuck on homeboy had like a baby albino gator that just scared the shit and it just hissed in its cage all night. Do you remember that? Yes, shit? I do remember that. We slept on his floor and he just had this crazy, scary, like two <laughs> foot white alligator that was you just never, you never like
1: had all a, night. You never had a lot of luck with animals, man. I just no, put that out that there. Whenever a, we were in like the dirty German squat and then the dog would always take a shine. That still happens. I'll like, still oh. like,
3: I'll go to a shitty bar in Brooklyn. And there'll be like the bartender's dog will be there, and of course the dog like sees something to me, comes up, starts humping my leg, you know, mixed company. I just pretend I'm cool with it. It's it happens a lot, but I'm um, I, I got that dog whisperer thing going on.
1: That's good, man. Everybody has to whisper something, I guess. <laughs> uh, I I'm a uh, crazy woman whisperer, um, also a bum whisperer, and occasionally a police officer whisperer. So so it was really good my you know life has gotten really good since I stopped caring at all it's awesome oh yeah since really the start good.
3: of the podcast your life has uh, improved markedly it's markedly improved um, I also
1: feel really tired all the time and I might be uh, something might be wrong with me but uh, um, for right now I mean hopefully uh, don't worry out there folks there will be another long string of podcasts where I talk about my weird life about that uh, I'm feeling
3: ill right now. We're gonna we'll we'll edit out the parts where you fall asleep halfway through or when like your brain just shuts down, you like your jaw goes slack. We'll we'll cut that down to a few seconds. Many strokes. I I feel fucking you? great for one reason. On my way home tonight I was walking, I'm carrying a gift basket full of uh, stuff they send me for my company every year. And it's always like um, like dried sausage. You're like, all right, cool, dried sausage. And you have it. You're like, oh, this just tastes like Oscar Mayer bologna. This is like this is fucking awful. Oh, this cheese just tastes like Cheese Whiz. This is like this is god awful. Hickory Farms style.
1: So, so. I'm
3: tired. I'm annoyed. I'm carrying this thing. It's like starting to drizzle a little bit, and I stop into this little health food store, and it's one of those health food stores that you know it's it's a health food store, but it's clearly not. Like it's clear that whoever owns it is into some other shit because the people behind the counter are are the least healthy people on earth. They they obviously sell like drugs or there's like a Viagra ring or some shit like that. Cobra, but Cobra, the, they uh, had the my yerba co-op, mate. Viagra. They had it. I got mate up. I drank an entire mate. Wow. I'm fucking energetic right now. I thought the GNC. I got ZMA. I'm like, I'm, hey, I'm ready to go right now. That's awesome. I have my ZMA right here, man. Boom. There you go. That's oh, yeah. it. The uh, uh, the woman at uh, at GNC was trying really hard to talk me into this new. Or actually, no, it's an old ZMA. She was like, oh, "This is the one I use. It's great." They're taking it off the market. I'm like, "Why am I buying it then?" If they, what are you talking about? If they're taking it off yes. the market, it's not like it's not like a vintage ZMA is going to retain its value. That just when you take a drug off the market, usually it means it killed somebody. Um,
1: yeah, it's like talking to somebody into buying an old
3: one. Yeah, it was weird, and the pills she was giving or showing me looked. They looked like they were out of the movie Cobra. It looked like in like an after school special when, uh, when you know, like a little kid is pushing drugs on somebody in grade school. That's like the color and texture of the pill. So yeah, none of that for me. I'm going going back to straight yerba mate and uh, ZMA. Um, what's uh, what's new in your world?
1: Oh uh, well. Uh, predictably, those girls who I smoked weed with and played at the camcorder with no longer talk to me anymore.
3: <laughs> it's, That's, uh, again, because you took your shirt off in somebody else's well, house. You just, you, no, I see. You just roped.
1: I like to think that that's not the reason, although my chest hair is heroically unkempt right now. And as, <laughs> as, as goes for my back hair, you know, I bought, I went to Bath and Body Works, not Bath and Body Works, Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> And uh, I bought a back shaver. Um, Did
3: you get the uh, what is it called? The, the body the man, the body groom. The, oh, there's that one that folds out. It's like it's got a really like the man groomer or some shit like that. It's
1: the man groomer. You're right. It's like it looks like a weapon. You know, it looks like a, yep. it looks like an asp, but it's actually a. Uh, it worked really well, but it sucks the life out of the batteries you use. So I literally uh, used it half of one time. <laughs> I had like I had some like. Because I, I need, like, hedge clippers because I'm very unattractive hair-wise. Hair you have a thatch going on. I have a, a real thatch going on my back, especially, which is, you know, and when a woman is um, intimate with me, uh, which doesn't happen a terrible lot anymore, I uh, wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Now, um, it's, uh, she will be in the act of lovemaking, if you can imagine and uh she'll put her hands you know on my back uh, and immediately pull her hands away it happens all the time <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell like nope 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 no and it's like shut down for business uh, uh you know i didn't know because when, when i when i am messing around with a woman and i find that she's uh she doesn't shave her her, her uh, mom's pubis <laughs> mm-hmm. um or you know her legs or whatever, or her happy trail, or her armpits, or arms, or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't
1: care. I don't. And you're I, you're good
3: to go.
1: I'm a, I enjoy the the love of a natural woman, and uh, having been with many natural women, having lived in the Pacific Northwest, see, this all comes back to Pacific Northwest. But we're um, gonna
3: have to just do a live show there. I think I think
1: we we could we could do like a. Um, uh, like a Fox and friends type thing. <laughs> like, Oh, you know, like, um, like, uh, Glenn Beck and, uh, Bill O'Reilly type, uh, I don't mm. know. Or, um, you know, something like that where we yeah, will have yeah. a
3: revolving cast of, uh, of ex lovers come through. <laughs> like, hey, Welcome to the podcast. Oh, you, you there... just said you wanted to talk to me. Like,
1: what is, <laughs> what is this? A large, a large quotient of my ex internet lovers are from Pacific Northwest. Um, <laughs> Up until a couple of years ago, I mean, I didn't learn my lesson until very recently.
3: Well, the jury's still out on whether or not you've learned your lesson. I feel like you could have well, another couple man. trips in you.
1: No, no, no. Honestly, like I've, I've, I've renounced my ways. And I, no, that's you know, I can't even say that's bullshit, man. Because I, yes. I set my, strong <laughs> terms. I'm, I'm looking. I'm talking to girls in, in Germany. I'm talking to girls in Portland. I'm talking to a. Uh, <clears throat> And not to be named, semi-famous indie rocker woman nope. from uh, Los Angeles, right, now. All right. Internet Romeo never dies, man. We just get we just get more sly,
3: bro. You know. I feel like you just get better at that at times.
1: Get better. <laughs> yes, we get better at living. Uh, <laughs> we get better at taking. See, now that plane fares are supposedly going to go down, I'm back on the prowl
3: oh is that right they're, oh, yeah. they're they're descending now okay
1: yeah yeah uh, but the thing is it's funny because i'll like really be into women who live far away but uh there's a woman who i'm supposed to meet up with in philadelphia uh who is very uh fetching attractive and i just never go <laughs> she's like four hours away just never is it go too close for you it's, I don't know, man. I think the it's like the, it takes the adventure out of it, you know, because I like the anticipation. I like going to the airport, you know, like I haven't learned my lesson a million times, but I like kind of going to the airport and, and seeing her from afar. and You know, when I just drive somewhere to get laid, it's just like, ugh. Next, it's
3: like Min- taking a greyhound that doesn't doesn't do it for you. No, it's like fucking line them up next. You know, I guess you guys could just meet in Binghamton like halfway. You're like all right, well, <laughs> oh, here we are. Well, I mean, after
1: Spokane, I guess Binghamton is the next logical step. That's
3: about right.
1: That's, could... uh, yeah, that is about right. So anyway, the woman who I uh, it was you know, and people these days are so I will It's not even romantic or coy or anything i i i'd like to think that i i didn't do anything wrong except for take my shirt off um (laughs) but it was like you know you do the guy thing the next day you're like hey you know like i had a really good time playing with the camcorder (laughs) and uh and um i just got a that's nice text back that's nice glad you had a good time yeah i'm not totally shut down not into it at all you know uh i had the best how time. long ago was that uh, a couple of days ago
3: ah so you're yeah you're you're shut down then there's shut been down, nothing now. since then yeah okay you know
1: and, and it's uh i i got a new phone in the mail because i've had the same cell phone plan since 2005 and i've had the same phone since 2007 and my cell yep. phone company hates that uh so I think I always answer their calls, and I always say, oh, "No, I'm not interested." I think this is the one call I missed because um, they just sent me a phone.
3: <laughs> I just got in the mail. They didn't even ask. They just sent you a phone. Wow! They
1: sent me a phone, and it's and it made me immediately realize that the amount of texting I do versus the amount of texts I get back is wildly disproportionate. Oh. Uh, I because. <laughs> <laughs> because, although I never thought
3: to look, now I'm paranoid. Other
1: than the bro, you know, like Andrew and I, you know, you and I will say, "Hey, bro, what's going on?" You know, like mm-hmm. I bit the I bit the worm and tequila last night, man. You should have been there. That kind of thing. you're like talking, you know, Justin Kiss, who unfortunately uh, is cleaning his house tonight.
3: Well, what we're going to do next time I come up there, we're going to we'll bring him out to Valentine's and uh, get him really liquored up. You know, I'll, I'll stay sober. I'll, I'll drive the group around. <laughs> we'll get him back there and then, uh, you know, we'll we'll, oh, we'll, yeah. let him, we'll get him yeah. open up a little bit.
1: <clears throat> hey, after I mean, after that, let the barrel blow. I mean, I'll, I'll if I'm drunk, <laughs> forget about it. I'll tell you stuff. You, uh, I'll tell you about going to Amazing.net net, Troy and leaving, leaving the door open in the jerk booth. That kind of thing, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait, hey,
3: wait! I just said all that sober. Hmm. <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look. Okay, at me. now look. Now you look. Don't look. Don't look. look. No, look. not Don't you. Look. You, not you. Not you. The other one. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. you.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, it's it's life is a life is a many many colored coat of wonder and enjoyment, and I wear that coat every day. I uh, I just went on a really uh, heavy diet plan and I lost ten pounds. Uh, I am I am working out three days a week, heavy cardio, heavy weights. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just abusing my body. it's a You know, as much as like a teenage girl would cut herself, I am working my body, my sinews to the bone. I am abusing my body physically.
3: This po- is uh, to- gym as uh, self-flagellation It is,
1: it's to the point I work myself out to the point of exhaustion Because I'm ashamed of how fat And disgusting and loopy my body's gotten And how um, What a shame it is That a, a once virile, vital Attractive young man has become an older An Adonis uh, well, Yeah, previously an Adonis Commands attention Whenever he'd walk into a room A, ma- a maven If you will Uh, A man who could choose his own target. Now I am forced to uh, text women who will not text me back, no matter what.
3: All right. We're going to work this out. This is going to (laughs) be... Yeah. You know what, motherfucker? uh... You
1: know what, motherfucker? Last podcast, you said I was going to crawl up some leg by now. Did that not happen for you? Uh, No, it did not.
3: All right. I got to make a phone call. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I spent well, money I on mean, something that has not been. Uh, <laughs> well no! Look, if you, if you uh, went that yeah.
1: if you went that back page round, I mean, I'm trying not to do that. You know what I mean? I'm trying Probably not. Move. Yeah, I'm trying not to get a, get on the escort tip. Uh, <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs>
3: but uh, you know, as I get okay. older, hey. as I
1: hey, as I get older, sex becomes less important to me, bro. You know, it's all about the personality
3: it's more 70% lifting weights and uh and and 20% thin lizzy videos and then uh 10% sex.
1: You know, it really is. And you just kind of summed up I broke up, that down, you, yeah. You just kind of summed up my entire life right now. <laughs> <laughs> the one the one pity lay I get every few months with coupled with watching thin lizzy videos every Friday night and lifting weights every day.
3: <laughs> that's That's it. kind of all right though. I know that's all right. I I, I support that lifestyle. It's cool. Uh, well, you
1: know what? But the thing is, like, I have a cheat day on Friday, and then Sunday I just eat pizza all day. So I'm, re- <laughs> I'm really not very good at this weight loss thing, but I want to be trim and lean and mean because there is a lot of thin privilege uh, in the male population amongst males. And mm-hmm. uh, if you're not tall and lean... And good looking, you are. You really have. You better better be be fucking funny. And you know, but the problem is, I, when I have a beard and I'm a little bigger, I people say I look like a teddy bear, or people say I look like Zach Galifianakis. That's not good. Neither of which. That's really no good. Yeah, neither of which are going to get me laid at all. We recently got a question on our oh yeah (laughs) our Tumblr page about how, okay, it was worded. In a way that um, was like left-handed, <laughs> he's like the que- basically the gist. The gist of this question was, uh, well, I didn't know Andrew was an original, wasn't an original member. I mean, you know, it's like I want to believe that there's somebody in a basement somewhere who studies every move of every member of End of the Year Self Defense Family, and I think this is the person.
3: I- <laughs> think there is because we get a lot of questions on the end of a year fucking self-defense whatever site we get a lot of really weird sometimes really f- like freakishly personal questions so there's there's definitely some dude in like a basement in kansas who's got like that it's like the end of homeland but instead it's just like our shit on his fucking, on his wall
1: hardcore the hardcore scene lends itself to a lot of lonely people so yeah. if you dangle if you dangle that carrot bro People are going to jump and get a taste every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, this guy asked, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know Andrew was an original member, which, you know, who cares? And then uh, basically he's asking how two guys like us would end up in a band like that. Like what? Like <laughs> I, um, I do not get the question, but I'll try to. <laughs> eh, eh, I, I, you know, it's. Um, yeah. Uh, well. Okay, so here's the set. I, Hans, started the band, played the first chord, been in the band, you know, was in the band until uh, early 2010. I quit the band via email, as all people in bands do. Um,
3: Actually, everyone who's ever quit uh, that band has always done by email. Yeah. And uh, the
1: reason why I quit, it's a long proud tradition. It's a long proud tradition. I actually detailed that in the email. I said this is a long proud tradition, <laughs> I, 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 certainly, um, I certainly wouldn't want to buck tradition by doing it any other way. <laughs> so, um, so it was it was a a long, well, of course, a long winding road. Uh, uh, um. <clears throat> So basically, the person wants to know how both of us ended up at the end of the year. For some, for some reason, this person assumed that Andrew was an original member, but he recently heard through the grapevine that you were not. Uh,
3: well, I think that because that's because if you if you were to graph out everyone currently like answering questions and like doing that shit, I probably talk the most shit of anybody, or maybe second most shit of anybody. Yeah. Like uh, I'm. Uh, I guess I'm the second loudest voice, so uh, I, I guess it makes sense to somebody, especially if you're just kind of checking in halfway through, that I'd be there since the beginning, but yeah. not true.
1: Not true, not true. I, uh, I'm i going to give you the nutshell, my friend, and on Mr. Anonymous. Um, uh, 2003, uh, January 2003, the band started. Uh, we formed the band in uh, first practice was in the Max Trax Recording Studio, which is now a bank of apartments on Quail Street uh. in Albany. It's also now a coffee house, uh, long gone. Um, so, any of you historians out there, if you're filming the VH1 Behind the Music, you could go to that location.
3: Interesting, I didn't know that. Yep,
1: uh, I we I wrote uh, basically all the guitar stuff for the first demo we did, it was called Warm. But before that, we did a boombox demo, and after a week of playing together, we played uh, our first show at uh, State University in New York in Albany. And, um, then we, you know, kept playing. There was a person named Mike who, uh, essentially formed the band with myself and a guy named Eric Busta, who played up until, uh, the You Are Beneath Me record. Great ace drummer. He got a job that paid him over a hundred thousand dollars a year. So of course he quit the band.
3: <laughs> As would we all.
1: Yeah. I was like, good luck. I mean, honestly, that was a great move. Um, Hotshot shot drummer you know it was it was it, it was always strange not playing with them live and it never got less strange um and got a lot it got a bit less fun after we left um but uh we then we essentially we tough we we went on a first tour in a station wagon uh and that was you know really punk rock and cool and we played like uh Gilman Street with a band called the Icky, Icky Girlfriends uh, who were supposed to be famous but weren't, but they were really good. Uh, grueling, grueling tour, grueling tour, grueling tour. Bass player named Steve quit in Minneapolis. Um, at the end of that tour, we called Andrew because we were like, "Hey, what about that guy who works at Valentine and does sound?" I think Patrick actually <laughs> actually brought you up, so you can thank Patrick. Yeah, oops, for being pulled in. Uh, well,
3: funny enough, he called me as I was in the doctor's office getting like five teeth drilled, like the most invasive <laughs> oral surgery i ever had in my life. <laughs> and I'm in the chair and my phone rings. I'm like, I, uh, I, I don't know who he is. You know, like totally out of it. Yeah. I called him back afterwards and I was all, you know, doped up. And I'm like, yeah, man, that sounds that sounds great. No problem. <laughs> And then the next day, had absolutely no recollection. Yeah, that was, that was great. Totally, happens.
1: I remember the first practice though. We all really clicked. You won the lotto, though, man, because you joined the band, and two weeks later, we got signed to Revelation Records. Yeah, that was kind of. And nice. then after, and then it was great because it's uh, Albany is so fucking small towny that everyone assumed we were millionaires because we signed to Revelation. Like it was so <laughs> fucking crazy and out to lunch and stupid. Uh, we didn't make a dime uh, from that label, nor did they support us in a, in many ways. Uh, we the best part was when we visited Rev, and people one person, Bob Shedd, one person was happy to see us. <laughs> and I think when we went in the back room, they were drilling holes in our CDs and then had to hide them. That sounds about there right. They were like factory seconding of CDs, like immediately. Um, so that was weird uh, we recorded at inner ear studios uh, famous for making every fugazi album sound the same um, <laughs> awesome though great great experience you know for that was a good time. for a bunch of young bucks I mean that was great um so I guess... my only
3: real recollection of that was eating so much bread that we passed out. <laughs> uh you drawing a Mr. Flaggio uh napkin, like a little Mr. <laughs> Flaggio face on the napkin, and then listening to that clash outtake with uh with the guy from the English beat on it. Yeah. And that's all I remember well, about that entire session. Is,
1: but I remember going to get a cup of tea and uh Guy Picciotto was there and he had a okay. gigantic gray afro. <laughs> and he looked like like that dude wavy gravy like he was a little he was a little paunchy and he was like but the best part was when I went to get tea he's like he's like hey, hey man how are you his voice is so weird he's like hey man how are you and I'm like hey man and he had such oppressive body odor that my eyes started to water he was so he was so smelly it's like did you shower after any of those Fugazi shows, man? Like, or, or, or are we to believe that you just spent that entire time like living the life, you
3: know? Really bad. You know, it's. I was thinking about it too a few days ago. I'm gonna apologize in advance. I know there's people that listen to this and have no idea what we're talking about. Oh. We're gonna we'll, we'll we'll try and keep this succinct for the like the plugin, the non fucking hardcore. Wise,
1: wise up, bro.
3: But I remember the first night we were there. We uh, we finished up tracking. And we're, we didn't know we were staying. We were staying, like, far away or some shit like that. And uh, Don was like, oh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm actually – I got to leave early. I got to go to uh, Brendan from Fugazi's birthday party. Do you, do you guys want to go? And we were so f- – fucked up and tired and just, like, out of it, that for some reason we said no. I don't don't understand for the life Uh, of me what the fuck you were thinking. We're like, nah, it's right, man. Thanks anyway, though. Like, like, I'll I'll go to anyone's birthday party. Why would I not do that?
1: Why would I Uh, not go to that birthday party, where you know that there's going to be some – you know, I can. Uh, oh, it's like, hey, there's like Steve, Steve from Minor Threat, like the the most minor yeah. Minor Threat member. Okay, like, hey, there's,
3: there's. How's it going? Oh, you're you're working at Jiffy Lube. That's <laughs> neat. That's... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, you got your old
1: job back at Hagen man. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you, boy. You know, it's so cool that you live in a city and I played music at one point. That is awesome. Good for you. Um, so I hope that answers your question.
3: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll chip away at some more of that in the future. I'm sure we'll yeah. uh, we're gonna get Sean Dudi on, and he's gonna tell some really uh, egregiously awful well, uh, tour stories. The, at the some band, point.
1: This that's gonna be a great dynamic because we're going to bring up the amp punching story and many others. And uh, <laughs> he's he's gonna either have to pull a Nixon and roundly deny, or he's gonna have to explain. It's just gonna be really good. So we're gonna have to do a fans of End of Your Self Defense Family only podcast. Uh, yeah. For one, one podcast would be like for fans only, where you get to um, you get to hear all the dirt, man.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you can do, I don't know. We're gonna try and get Sean on soon. I uh, next time we're in this, all in the same city, we'll have him sit down with us and we'll make him uncomfortable. But uh, in the meantime, you can uh, you can go to overnightdrive.com/slash/ask and uh you can submit a question right there with we'll, you know we'll hang on to it for sean duty or you know whatever fucking floats your please boat ask. We'll, uh, we'll make it work
1: please ask because i enjoyed and we got i enjoyed the few questions that we got us uh, so, although someone named ryan oleono said that i saw i am i'm the carl pilkington of this podcast <laughs> if you're familiar <laughs> with the ricky gervais show podcast Rick, uh, Carl Pilkington is the mark. He's the fool that Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais laugh at and make do ridiculous things. Now, I am very stupid. And I – you know, I I was thinking about that the other day and I traced the trajectory of my intelligence to the point where I uh, – when I was very – when I was younger, like really younger. I remember I was using um, uh, like spray adhesive to burn this porno magazine in my backyard. <laughs> up until then I was really smart and I did my homework all the time and I was like whip smart but I got in trouble for dialing all those porno numbers (laughs) and and whacking off on the phone you know Uh, so I was like you know as a symbolic thing I'm gonna burn this porno because I was like I'll put my family in the fucking poor house they're getting like a thousand dollar phone bill because these women were insidious they're like because my name on there was Scott you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So I was like, they're like, oh, Scott, you sound so se- sexy. And I'm like 13, 14, you know. This is my indoctrination <laughs> into the world of sex. I think this is it. I think this is what people do normally. Little do I know they're charging me like 10. This is in the heyday. So they're charging me like 10 bucks a minute.
0: <laughs> and I'm
1: like, you know, and even back then, they're, they're like stringing me along because, you know, that happens still a lot. And so I remember calling once when I was on vacation in Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like I was like, you know, hey, uh, this is like gonna rented a house, you know?" And I remember I had this number memorized, because it was so good. And, oh, uh, man. and they're like hey baby you know like they all ask how fucking tired I still remember their voices in my head hey baby oh yeah you wanna fuck my pussy you know really and right now I would laugh you know I would call it as a goof but back then I was like ready to go you know like <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing yeah. okay Okay. Because up until then, nobody what ever- What should I do then? Yeah, I mean, nobody ever asked me to fuck their pussy, like, when I was 13. You know, it's still, it doesn't happen now, you know? I was like,
3: nobody does that at 33. Hey, like,
1: what? I, I was with a girl over the summer who asked me to do that. That was nice. All that right, was fair nice. enough. That was nice. I gave her props afterward on the way to the diner. I was like, you know, that's really nice what you did <laughs> back there. Yeah.
3: Listen, you can find your way home from the diner, right? I, just, I got
0: a lot of work to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 have to, I have to do my shift at the volunteer firehouse. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a little... Um, how did we get to this tangent, by the way?
3: Because it always comes back here. It's it impossible for it comes, to not come back here.
1: Oh, because I was burning a porno magazine in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think I, I inhaled... I remember this. I inhaled the smoke. The, the wind blew the smoke up my nose. <laughs> And I felt this immediate sharp pain in my head, and after that, and in high school football, I got like, yeah, and after that, I'm pretty sure that I was dumber.
3: That was it. You were just dumb.
1: So it was almost like it was almost like um, I was being punished for burning books, you know, burning a burning a, burning a porno magazine. Like someone's like, you shouldn't do that. You know, I had to be honest because it was also like destroying the evidence too. But imagine the dread in my thirteen-year-old heart, knowing the phone bill's coming, knowing it's going to be like expensive. We're talking like, you know, fucking AT and T, like, an like mob, like like mob bill, like house phone.
3: Mm-hmm. So you don't even blame it on either, too. So,
1: <laughs> I know, you know, and I never thought about that until now that maybe I should have tried to blame my dad.
3: Oh, that a doubt? Yeah,
1: shit. I was like, "Mom, mom, it's dad. Dad's the one beating off on the phone, on the on the phone in the kitchen, cock in one hand, phone on my shoulder." You just don't
3: take care of yourself like you used to, mom. Dad's uh, dad's acting. (laughs) out You don't
1: take care of dad. You know, you don't blow. (laughs) You you don't blow dad anymore. He's getting bored. Although, you know what? I I used to go through my parents' shit and I found condoms, but I that was was great. That's another story, which is just so embarrassing. Anyway, I can't even I can't even mention it. But also, I found uh, my father had a porno Rubik's cube. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I couldn't believe it.
3: That's straight from the Love's truck stop.
1: That was exactly my father was a trucker, so of course he had a a porno. And I was like, does my dad, like, is my dad so, like, is his sexuality so in tune that he can get a hard on and come from a fucking Rubik's Puzzle. Cube? <laughs>
2: it's
1: like, God, my dad really must have, you know, must be stimulated easily. You know, <laughs> thinking about back then, because not only do you have to, like, and it wasn't figured out, that's the thing. <laughs> It wasn't like he sat there and was like, "Oh shit, I, don't know, I feel like beaten off. I got to figure out this fucking Rubik's cube first, You know, building up the tension. There was like a there was like a one square with like a tit, and then one, oh, and man. then like another another square with like a bush. You know. So it's it basically like alternate, like tw- turning the. Turning the Rubik's Cube back and forth, like to see a, tit, like a tit from one woman and a, another woman's bush, and then like a penis and a mouth, like in another square. <laughs> so,
3: Do you think he ever finished it? Do you think somewhere like after he retired, he likes. It's probably still it?
1: in his top drawer, honestly. Oh, God,
3: please still be there. I, I,
1: you know what? I'm going home for Christmas, so I'm going to ask him about his porno, porno Rubik's Cube <laughs> and ask if I can borrow it. But. <laughs> You know, but my father had no other porno because I started hearing people at home talk, uh, at school talk about like, "Hey, you know, uh, uh, my dad's got those awesome porno collections," uh, and I, you know, checked that out a lot. So I thought it was weird even back then that you would be sharing something that your father probably like is sweating over, masturbating over, like yeah, a no magazine, doubt. even shooting into a magazine, and then you use it. I thought that was disgusting. That's a little weird. But a porno Rubik's Cube, that's fine. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, back to my getting dumber story. I think between <laughs> between sustaining four concussions between moshing and high school football and inhaling burning uh, porno pages mixed with uh, spray adhesive made
3: me very dumb. I think I've only had... I, I probably had two concussions in my life, but I think I only had one. The one I know I definitely had was, uh, when actually this can be a crusty story. No, not, oh, uh, not go. terribly intertwined, but mar- in my crusty days, I went to go see. <laughs> you want
1: me to, should I play some like, you know, dystopia or something? Like, no, know? absolutely Na- not. Nausea? You not. Nausea?
3: No. Um, no, I went to, uh, I went to, this isn't even like a crusty band, but I went to go see Nine Shocks Terror <laughs> and, uh. Cool. I was with a couple friends, and one of them had a firecracker go off in his ear because people would just go see Nine hair and light off fireworks because that's, that's a fucking brilliant idea. That's a thing, man. But you're still, I really, you
1: are still from Cleveland, motherfucker. Okay, you're. Yeah, still, I know.
3: Like, like, I can celebrate all you want, like man. It's LeBron's cute. Still going. It's cute that
1: punk kind of like eliminates other archetypes and stereotypes in favor of like the cosplay that fucking punk is. You know.
0: Oh my god.
1: Um, you're still a hick from like the sticks in Ohio. Yeah.
3: You're Just t- as a heads up, like yeah, you're either you're, to-
1: you're either tossing firecrackers at a fucking you know Sonic waitress, or you're bringing your fucking your M80 to a show. Oh, I set it off, set it off an M80 in the bass drum. It was fucking amazing. You know, I, like I brought a dog on a fucking chain to the fucking show. It was amazing. It's
3: seriously, liberal use of the word amazing. Oh, sorry. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I had a friend who had a firecracker go off in his ear. So I was like uh, go to the bathroom and stuff it with cotton like I don't know what the fuck we should be at the hospital right now I don't yeah. know but I remember him walking like running out and as I turned to make sure he was getting out I looked up and in like in slow motion I saw a metal trash can get thrown over the crowd and land directly in my forehead so that was um, <laughs> yeah that was a that was a bad concussion That's I felt true. pretty bad there but I also think when I was a kid this might be why I'm dumb I remember uh I was I don't know where the fuck. I was with my mother, like, visiting my aunt in college or some shit. And I remember running across this big field, totally huge expanse, like, nothing but field in every direction. And I'm a little kid. I'm five years old. I'm running with my head down. I'm just going for it, like, fucking Rocky style. Weird. And I remember hearing my mother and my aunt, like, yelling in the field behind me. But they're, like, a hundred yards back. Like, they're, like, dots. And I'm turning around and just, you know, like, seeing them, like, probably waving not looking where I'm going, and I run headfirst into a fire hydrant. (laughs) But it's a fire hydrant in the middle of a fucking field. Like, there's no fire to put out there. There's no reason why it would be there. It was the most random fucking thing. It was like, like, when you think about molecules colliding in deep space, it was that kind of random that I happened to be running directly towards this fucking fire hydrant in this unbelievable void. Uh, so I almost certainly got a concussion from that, but you know we had no money. My mother was like, "All right, you're fine. You're not bleeding. Let's go." And then I, yeah, you know, that probably explains a lot about why I'm uh, I'm not too bright.
1: One thing I noticed about your story is that it was decidedly uncrusty to suggest that somebody go to the hospital. That's like big. Well, that's why, why like... I don't have
3: fucking crusty stories because I never lived that. Like I never got stupid and huffed glue and like stole a car. Like I never did any of that shit. My crusty <laughs> years was like I. I played wrestling video games on Nintendo sixty four. Like it was absolutely low key crusty. You
1: know, and it's so it's so wonderful that Andrew and I can come together now. Andrew and I met in nineteen ninety six at an apartment I shared with a mutual crusty friend of ours. Oh yeah. And this is not the Andrew I know now, but I met the dreadlocked Andrew who would make food not bombs food in my kitchen and not clean up.
3: Fucking awful dickhead. Awful,
1: dickhead. I actually met, I think I met Sean Duty there. He played my bass and said my PV Fury bass and said I really like the E string on this. I think that was my first introduction to Sean Duty.
3: Of course, uh, we I think at some point also borrowed one of your amps without asking, which was
1: oh, fucking God. awesome. yeah, my 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 <laughs> PV. I was a PV player back then. God.
3: Awful asshole, unreal. That's cool. You know the the state of
1: Albany uh, punk back then was strong. You know, you can go see Los Kudos in a loft. Does no that shit
3: still go on? Like, I, I'm so far removed from the like these like little fucking basement hardcore shows I used to live in. I used to live in them. Yeah. I was like. I grew up as fucking Mr. Hardcore. Like, I didn't know how oh. to talk to people who didn't know fucking so hardcore. Did I. So, like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. You'd go to the Amber Inn show,
1: and there'd always be yeah. some asshole playing. This is, you now... we. Andrew and I came up in the very formative fucking, like, emo scene where everybody dressed like they worked in the gas station. Oh, yeah. God. But, uh,. You know, it's, it's all there. Like I said, and like I say all of them, it's all there. It's all there. This is a catharsis for me. It's a catharsis for you. I, uh, I have no I have no holds on anything here. Everything's, <laughs> everything's coming out. So, I, again, uh, tumblr.com slash overnight drive slash ask. Is that what it is? Yep. Uh, please ask questions. If you listen to this, please ask more questions. Because uh, I love answering questions.
3: <laughs> um, I was like, one thing you uh, you mentioned yesterday that I really wanted to hear was the story of dating the blonde SUNY girl.
1: Oh, well. Hmm, The blonde SUNY girl. Uh, name, um, not going to say her name.
3: Yeah, I'll just I have to beat that shit up. Uh,
1: I was 32. And she was 18. Which, well done. Uh, well done. Thank you. Uh, assured me very much that she was way more mature than her friend which is always a recipe for disaster <laughs> uh, and um, so you know we got it going you know we would hang out we looked she was very very small and at the time I was I was big so we looked like the we looked like the classic number 10 couple you know like uh, physically not very well matched um, emotionally not well matched. We didn't have much to talk about but for some reason we we liked each other enough to give it a go <laughs> which is a terrible idea and i strayed away from dating women from the local college for a very long time because I, I think it's a bad idea um but hey i gave it a shot but the only caveat was i would literally have to do like a seal team mission to get into the dorm <laughs> Like I would I anything short of like I can't like pretending to be a pizza guy.
3: Yeah, you can't roll in there at all. I, I did that same thing uh when I was I was much younger. I was uh eighteen or twenty or so, but uh yeah, you cannot get into those fucking dorms without uh without like ID or there's always someone up your ass trying to figure out why you're there.
1: I literally it was like running it was like the hallway scene from uh Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> or you're like running. I was like, I would just hang hang out on my phone and wait till somebody walked out of the dorm, like real fucking like Ted Bundy raper style. Like, wait till somebody walks out of the dorm, and then I would walk in the door, and I'll be like, Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. And like, I would just, I would just, I would do the direct. Like, I was like, if I'm gonna get caught, what's the worst that can happen? Right. I had my old student ID. You know, no, I got lost. You know, I'm an exchange student, whatever. You know? <laughs> so we, you know, we're at, we're at, you know we're down with OPP. So we're you know we're you know we're to that point where we have a, established a sexual relationship, but we still have not much to talk about at all. Uh, she likes like Kesha, you know, <laughs> like shit I don't even know. She put on this like like stuff that you know is on like every station has a fly ninety two. Every every city has like a fly ninety two radio mm-hmm. station like oh the best was the 80s 90s and today oh you know like that kind of thing and sh- it's all she would listen to nothing oh, nothing man. in common right total like like the definition of meaningless sex <laughs> like, you, know, like, <laughs> you know like really um so i would uh sneak into the dorms like people would see me and not say anything like how crazy are people Oh. <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> like people like oh yeah you know no problem so i was you just walk in like i own the place you know um so one night we got into an argument um because i refused i didn't want to sleep with her i just wanted to talk because i at the time i was emotionally sensitive this is this is predates the the uh final installment of internet internet romance <laughs> so i'm very much still a fragile, working up to it though yeah very much still a fragile creature very much you know not, not a lot of wisdom even though i've been on this earth for 32 years I not a ton of wisdom so we get into a, a, a fight and as as an 18 year old is wont to do she kicks me out and caught and starts throwing fucking hairspray and like tips over a mirror and like all oh, this other shit I'm like, oh my god making a big commotion a Jesus. ruckus a big ruckus <clears throat> um, so I but the thing is I can't just leave because I still have to do like the and there's somebody sitting at like the, the fucking desk you know so I kind of have to do like a like a fucking you know the fucking James Bond music like the Golden Eye music comes on when I have to like sneak through the fucking place <laughs> while she's like you know you better go and as soon as I leave she starts calling me Ah, no, you So I get out finally. It's raining, like pissing buckets of rain. Um, You know, and and in a very uh, dramatic, if somebody was doing like a wide, like a crane shot of me, it would be me walking across the SUNY parking lot (laughs) in the the rain, you know. (laughs) Denied the love of an 18-year-old woman. And uh, the best part was I had to sleep in my car. (laughs) Uh. I had to sleep in my car in the SUNY parking lot because it was way too late to call anybody in crash at their house. So not only was I um, ejected from uh, a SUNY dawn, <laughs> as my, my, relation, my awesome relationship with the future was dissolving before my eyes, I also had to sleep in my own car and work at a record store the next day. So. I can't
3: believe they didn't wake you up in the middle of the night like with the cops fucking trying to get you out of that car. Now, it's amazing.
1: No, I, I just woke up and I was like, Oh, am I late for work? And it was like seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so I did I did what every everybody would do and just drive around Albany and try to sort my head out because I think I really like this girl. Oh, man. <laughs> That's and, when you uh, go to
3: IHOP. That's like, that's you're just like, I'm an IHOP. I went to Denny's. What are, what are you doing uh, there? I don't know, I'm being I, I
1: went to Denny's and read the paper and ate. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Well, great minds think alike. That's why. Like, um, <laughs> but also emboldened, you know, like, I'm not going to answer your fucking phone call even you're calling, call me like seven times. I'm not going to answer your text until later, you know. Uh, so that, that was a really dispiriting, awful story.
3: <laughs> was that the end of it that, that you, you'd never that, heard from her again uh no i thought i
1: upon counseling a few uh, upon having to counsel of a few friends i decided that maybe it's not my best interest to date an 18 year old in them
3: i might agree with 32. that
1: 32 but that it was it was nice while it lasted you know, and I, <laughs> no it wasn't
3: <laughs> it yeah, was, sounds really nice it was, man it, it, sounds was, awesome. it was
1: bleak it was bleak uh, uh flash forward like two years later i saw her on uh Myrtle Avenue, uh, walking to a party uh, with a guy with a a tight t shirt with an Italian flag on it. Oh, yeah. And I realized that I did her a favor by breaking up with her because she moved on to larger, more attractive things after me.
3: Did he have a uh, sailboat tattoo on his neck? He had a sailboat tattoo on his (laughs) neck. (laughs) recurring theme. Shot me an evil look. And, you
1: know, I was like, you know, man, you've got your shit, but I've seen her boobs. So. so there bro alright you've got your fucking Mitsubishi Mirage uh, to tinted windows man but I I've seen
3: her in the mix man okay alright you can walk up and tap on the shoulder and go first first (laughs) right I was here first
1: I was there first how's it how's it how's it taste bro you know you got a fucking dance floor fight you know fucking bro fight Like yo, how's my fucking you know? What do they say? How's my dick taste, bro? You know. (laughs) Two two years later, some fat dude in a flannel and a beard walks up and is like, "Yo, how's my dick taste?" (laughs) (laughs) Like the most unlikely fucking guy to ever have sex with this girl from Long Island. You know, (laughs) unbelievable. (laughs) All
3: right, so we can uh, we can assume that uh, dating an eighteen-year-old from SUNY out. That's Out.
1: out. I mean, in if you're like you know, I and mean, you try it. You might like it. Jumping if you're feeling froggy, jump and get a taste. You know, that's my <laughs> motto. But uh, don't you know? Don't linger. You know, it's, it's a rough scene. Or, you know, or you could meet the next Marie Curie, fucking like 18 years old. You never know. People are people are all different. You know. All I know is that I, there's just been this trend lately. And I don't mean to go off because. I know I tend to talk a lot on these things. And Andrew, but Andrew's ultimately the editor, which is good. Because <laughs> like, he can I'll, edit out a I'll lot take of my care shit. Of it. Um, there's this new thing where I will talk to a woman who I like, who I have a crush on. Like a genuine crush. Because I'm at the period in my life, like I said, I move backwards. Like uh, I'm at the point now where I have like a schoolboy crush for the first or second time, you know. Wow. Which is, I think of all the things I admit in this podcast, this is the most embarrassing. Um, that I have a schoolboy crush. And I'll, but the thing is, I'll, I'll, I'll get in touch with this woman and she'll get back to me and then I'll, and, and then I'll say, Hey, you know, let's hang out. And then she won't text me for two weeks. <laughs> Oof. And it's like, is that a new thing? With, I mean, am I missed the book Because I know I'm kind of getting kind of out of touch because I'm 35. Is that a new thing where women will... I mean, if you're interested in somebody, don't you text them? <laughs> I don't
3: know. I mean, that stands to reason. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine as much. I don't know, man. But
1: it's... Uh, let's just say the House of Hans is uh, is empty. All right? <laughs> as, as a great man, Eric Booster, once said, the pots is cold and the pussies dry. all right
3: I gotta make that call I gotta see uh, what's going on with your leg Uh, man you know
1: if you know any leg at this point man because it's it's cold and uh and sleeping man and sleeping alone is like the worst man you know I'm getting really tired. You know, and I went back and I looked at like some of my old Facebook posts because you could do that now. And like, Don't do a that. year ago, I wrote, "I'm getting really tired of showering alone." <laughs> 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 I cannot believe I wrote that. Oh, fucking god! <laughs> like I can't walk
3: down memory lane like that. It's no good. No good. I
1: no want to I put my hand on the fucking burner on the stove after I rub that. It's fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm getting really tired of showering alone. You know how much of a pain in the ass showering together is. First I of do. all, I Unless I mean, but when it, things, I'm utilitarian when I do that with a woman. First of all, I'm a big guy, so I take up a lot of space. So I get the loofah and I lather it up and I start washing her <laughs> like I'm a fucking servant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's supposed to be the sensual thing, you know? Maybe I'll get a blowjob. Maybe I'll, you know, be like it's like a precursor. But instead, I'm like scrub, 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 scrub. <laughs> turn, yeah, turn. I literally, turn. All right, I'll get your back. Okay,
3: <laughs>
1: the least, least sensual thing ever. You know,
3: this but is like the way, shower version of taking a napkin and being like, blow. Yeah, blow. blow. Oh.
1: <laughs> but on the flip side, if I'm with a woman who is uh, who has like stinky armpits, I like really scrub those armpits. yeah Yeah, without a doubt (laughs) but um that's you you have
3: uh, do you like think about your life choices as you do it the whole time so this oh um,
1: dude shoulda shoulda tried harder dude think about my life choices always like oh i should have joined the fucking (laughs) army man you know
3: (laughs) it's my quest to make you say you should have joined the army every single podcast (laughs) (laughs) so far i'm like showering
1: (laughs) with this girl and i'm like i'm like scrubbing her ass you know i'm like scrubbing her like I'm scrubbing the fucking i'm scrubbing her like back you know and and the, um, of course i'm doing it wrong because i get sense the vibe it's like oh you know i use this kind of shampoo special shampoo oh, you're doing it wrong and i think god i should join the fucking army you know <laughs> like i always have that flash like what if i joined i was going to join the tank corps, right right out of college right out of high school and i would have been sent to to bosnia and uh, I probably would have still been in. I would have been Desert Storm man. Fucking, I would have been a hero. They would have put a statue of me. You know, the tomb. <laughs> they would have put a fucking. If I died, they would have put my tomb <laughs> in downtown Glens Fall, they would have been a fucking war hero. You know.
3: Uh, instead, here we are.
1: Instead, here we are. You know, that's uh, it's great. I'm an underpaid. Uh uh secretary essentially i mean i call myself an executive assistant but come on you know, I'm, I'm doing i'm doing staples orders here all right i'm not i'm not fucking making policy here right? um but it's great you know cool it's it's enough minute to live on whatever but uh yeah man i wish i had joined that fucking army
3: <laughs> you know on the subject of facebook there's a uh, uh another segment i wanted to start doing which was uh, it, uh, There's no real title. It's called uh, "What are people freaking out about this week?" <laughs>
1: Instagram, man. You're gonna yeah, sell my. This week it's Instagram. Oh, you're gonna sell my bukaki selfies on fucking uh, some imaginary marketplace of, uh, I, I of Instagram like, photos. Like it's like, like it's, there's a
3: boardroom where people are like I. I wish there was a, a kind of a photo of a cat sleeping on a comforter. Yeah, I'm a fucking. Editor. Okay, I'm an editor of a newspaper. Fuck Reuters. I'm gonna go to Instagram. <laughs> Fucking, sh- fucking,
1: kill yourself! Seriously, is there? Can we find a photo of a uh, uh,
3: chicken piccata? That's Ooh. really what I need to find a photo of.
1: <laughs> oh, I was at the gas station and somebody put the air hose in the ground and it formed a heart, and I took two <laughs> pictures of it amazing yeah sometimes life just works that way I hope somebody buys hope no one buys my fucking Instagram photos and sell hope somebody's selling my Instagram photos I hope I don't log on one day to the internet and see my Instagram photos are being used on CNN like like the idea what the level of outrage about that was just so fucking stupid. <laughs> And I it's unreal. And I, I, no one, nobody, no one cares. No, I, but people care a lot. But who cares? Oh, like, like who cares? <laughs> I, I, and it's such a weak argument. Like who cares is such a weak argument.
3: But at the same
1: time, it's
3: like, how do you bottom line it more though? I don't understand. Like who gives a shit? What are you fucking kidding me? Are you? Do you have a head injury? What? What's wrong with you?
1: On the price tag and everything. You know. Like, <laughs> so if somebody does steal your fucking shit and puts it up. Like, don't expect to be compensated, ever. I've written... Collectively, we've probably written over a hundred songs. If I turn on Sunday Night Football and I hear an end-of-a-year song, I'm not going to be like, Yo, what the fuck, dude? Where's my money? I'm going to be like, Well, that was fucking really weird. And I call you guys and be like, Whoa... Uh, You know, and that would be really strange and interesting and cool. It would be a cool (laughs) moment in my life where I could sit back and realize something I did that was creative gave other people joy. Thus art. (laughs) Not not this fucking dollar sign like, hey man, hey dude, like, you know, that was really fucked up. Like I took a fucking, like I went around uh, and took an Instagram photo of every house I was ever laid in. And, which is actually a good idea.
3: That actually is not bad. Yeah, I should do
1: that, but I'd have to do a lot of traveling because <laughs> I, although I am an ugly man, I've been with fifty-two women. Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, that is a lot of. I mean, I've been boning since I was fifteen. That's twenty years of sex.
3: That's yeah, you. Uh, that's that's a fucking respectable number. It's like I should have like a like a, like
1: a. I feel like I should have like a telethon celebrating twenty years of sex you know like it's the Hans it's the it's the Hans telethon and I I interview all the women like oh you were number 17 he's like oh he was a little sweaty you know what I mean it wasn't even (laughs) it wasn't even summer and he uh, he was just like really sweaty and then we had a shower there was a lot of back hair a lot of fucking back hair he was really sweaty and we had to like shower together but then he just started scrubbing me and he asked me (laughs) (laughs) he was like really weird that's like that's my stock ex girlfriend voice too. I can't really wear I don't know, like, like marble mouth style. Man, oh. I, I got a lot of I got a lot of demons, man. You know, I got a lot of ex. It's like an exorcism. I love it.
3: The uh, that voice sounds like my old roommate, and uh, we're running out of time now. But I think next week I'll uh, maybe I'll, I'll tell the story of uh, of living with what might be the the stupidest human being I've ever met in my entire life, like oh really? bar none. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll walk down that road at some point.
1: Well, uh, if all goes well, the Seahawks will beat the 49ers on Sunday, and then I'll be able to live. Uh, if they lose to the 49ers, I will commit suicide for sure. Uh, so, it's a, it's a dice roll if there's a overnight, overnight drive for <laughs>
3: Yeah, I guess if they if the Seahawks lose, you can go to OvernightDrive.com slash ask and ask to be the uh, the new co-host. Yeah. Since I don't know if I can pull this one solo, you can uh, see who's a suitable substitute. It
1: was very heady of me to expect that it would die just because I died. Of
3: course, we'll see what happens. Maybe <laughs> I'll change the name or something.
1: <laughs> overnight Death. Um, all right, well, hey, thank you for listening anyway. Uh,
3: this is Overnight Drive. Andrew, the world is supposed to end in thirty minutes. Holy shit! That's right. I totally forgot. This is the last podcast ever. Maybe actually the last podcast ever. As so we, uh, I think six thirty-one a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time. We're uh, uh, humanity signing off for good. So disregard what we just said. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna die <laughs> instead. Yeah.
1: Um, which is uh, either way. Yeah
3: fuck well for the next 7 hours or so uh, overnightdrive.com uh check it out there uh go to uh the iTunes page for overnightdrive.com leave a rating leave uh leave a review that shit really helps, like the the four people in the world who care about podcasts to yeah. notice that we're doing this stupid shit, right. and it uh, makes it a little bit easier for us to do it. Although uh, I'm going to be honest, this this takes nothing out of my time. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> no. it's pretty okay. We'd be doing this even if we weren't recording. Uh, Twitter.com uh, overnight underscore drive. And, uh, did I already say Facebook? Like the shit on Facebook. It's, uh, facebook.com slash overnight drive. We're, we're all over the map with this overnight we, drive shit.
1: Yeah, yeah and it's, uh, it's really awesome. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you, uh, tune in again. Sorry to the people who thought I, uh, I sound like fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman. Don't think I didn't read that, in motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Fuck you. Uh, if I had, if I had half his money I'd build a fucking catapult and go to your neighborhood. <laughs> Fuck off.
3: Oh man. Alright, signing off. Overnight drive. Uh, if we survive, if Leap Year fucked up that calendar and we get another week, then we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Call
1: a walk book. Call a walk book.